Welcome to Sorry If I Spit When I Speak with your host, Daddy O McDuck and Dr. Hazi the Electric Smudge. Sorry if I should be saying that to you. <laughs> yes, well, it is great to be back. It, it really is. But we'll talk about that in a second. You know, first, uh, the Bengals, in case you missed it, uh, did not win a playoff game last year. Uh, but they actually took a big step forward uh, against the Steelers. It was the closest they came to winning in the postseason during Marvin Lewis's tenure. And only the second playoff game during the Dalton years that they didn't lose by 16 or more points. Uh, the other was that 19-13 to 13 loss to the Texans following the 2012 season. Uh, I was particularly encouraged by the Bengals' 17-point comeback in the fourth quarter against the Steelers, uh, it, it really might have been the team's turning point uh, in this long playoff drought. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, Daddy, but are you hearing yourself? Look, the closest they came to winning, a close loss is a turning point? Come on, look, my grandma always said, close only counts in shaving your chest. How is that an acceptable mentality for a sports fan, a professional Sports fan. Uh, well, Hoji, remember, they were without their uh, MVP candidate, uh, Andy Dalton. If he was playing, I mean, they wouldn't have even fallen behind that much in the first place. Well, uh, look, I, man, I, I don't really know about that. Uh, well, I do, okay? Uh, anyway, so uh, at this point, uh, they have the talent, they have the experience. It, it's really just about fine-tuning. The obvious thing they have to do is address discipline. We remember that uh, playoff meltdown, but the funny thing about it was that Vontez Perfect was actually showing a little more self-restraint since returning uh, from injury in week eight. And uh, Adam Pacman Jones seemed to have finally turned the corner, you know. Uh, that strange attack on Amari Cooper was, was an exception. Daddy, Daddy, please stop making excuses okay jones is in his early 30s when i was that age i was already into my third marriage i was i was making my way through a very successful 12-step program and, and successfully recovering from hip surgery when you're 30 it's time to put on a tie and, and pretend you know something okay he can't have breakdowns like that in any game especially not in a playoff game and vantes I mean, the guy, it just doesn't seem to get it. Did you see that interview with Josina Anderson? He thought he was flagged just because of his reputation. But, you know, I have to say, very recently he cut off his dreadlocks. And, and as you know, that you're cutting your hair is a sign of penance in Japanese culture. So maybe, I don't know, maybe he might be getting it now. Well, anyway, the larger point I was trying to make is that the postseason stands out. But the Bengals actually had a ridiculous... 132 penalties in the regular season. Uh, that's just unacceptable from such a talented, well-coached team. Uh, but they feel that number will go way down this year. The reason is that they brought in experienced assistants to replace guys like Vance Joseph, Matt Burke, and Jay Hayes. Uh, one of the new assistants, Jim Haslett, was a head coach for the Saints in the early 2000s. And Kevin Coyle, a former DB coach for the Bengals, and Jacob Burney have been around a while. So, you know, they're old and stale and probably cheap. That's why we got them, I'm sure. Actually, I was going to say they've been around and they know how to manage NFL personalities. <laughs> Look, 
the idea I'm, I'm trying to say this somehow how do I express this okay we're not talking about the Patriots trying to slightly improve their pass defense or the Packers tweaking their offensive line okay there's a difference between removing a zit and getting a nose job trust me I've done both okay we're talking about a franchise that has never gotten it done ever we've been close so, so we got to go big you mentioned some run-of-the-mill boring ways the Bengals can get better and you know what that's cute it really is but honestly if we don't get those penalties next time again against the, against the team we play in the playoffs whoever that might be Jay Hill is probably just gonna fumble again that's not fair so look I spent a weekend with Sam White. He's, he's coaching high school football. The guy's doing great. We sat down and we brainstormed some, some ways the Bengals uh, can get one step ahead of the rest of the league. And most of the ideas were mine, but he, he liked them. So, so first idea, I'm just going to throw this out there. We call this midget theory. Basically, they don't like that word. Uh, you're stuck, right? It's like you're stuck on the goal line or it's, or it's fourth and inches, okay? And you just need those inches and it's like a wall, a wall of, of big dudes on the other side. How do you get across? You give it to your running back, he runs, and, and you know what? Usually he doesn't get it. But what if you could throw your running back. That's right. You pick up your running back and throw him a few yards forward uh, simultaneously getting the first down. Well, it would only work uh, uh... if your running back is like, I don't know, maybe like, let's say in the four foot seven-ish, four foot two maybe region and he weighs, I don't know, under 100 pounds, maybe maybe around 50, 60 pounds. You can throw something that's, that's 50, 60 pounds. Try, try a piece of luggage. I don't think that'd be... And you, you, you step back, set hut, and you just throw him over the line. That's idea one. Awesome, right? Uh- it has so many problems. And then uh, step two is changing the Bengals' look to make it a little more, um, how shall we say, you know, uh, guerrilla warfare type, which is what I'm saying here is, imagine if you take the Bengals' uniform and you paint a football uh, right where the stomach is. Okay? I don't think that follows the uniform. Now, every t- the, 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 the players on the other time, the team are going to be just confused. They're going to be looking around. They're going to be like, what, what is that? Who, who's got the ball? It seems like everybody's got the ball. Bam, right? Touchdown, Super Bowl, boom. You know, this all sounds really familiar. I feel like I saw it in a goofy cartoon or something. Well, that you did, my friend. 90% of my ideas come from cartoons. Speaking of that, you seem to have had a coyote and roadrunner type experience yourself. Can we talk about your absence? Can we can we talk about that now? <sighs> yeah, okay. I guess, yeah, sure. Daddy, you would never believe the support our fans showed for you while you were gone. I mean, President Obama, President Barack Hussein Obama himself was on TV when I opened a series of letters, uh, boxes of, of canned goods, the advertisement for RV homes. Someone even sent a rubber chicken. I mean, I think we had somewhere between four or five requests for you to come back. So the question that, that's just hanging on everybody's lips is, is what exactly happened? You know, I think some things are just better left. We you know? need to know that, you. We need to know. All right. Well, remember when you went to that sites conference in the preseason and we had T-Bone McGee fill in? The whole reason I asked him to do the show was because he offered me a $15 discount on my next set of tires. Uh, Then with the new tires... (laughs) Yeah, man, those were not new. Anyway, I decided to drive to San Diego for the Bengals' second game of the regular season, right? 
Long story short, I find myself in Cuba, passed out on the world's largest rocking chair. Cuba? Cuba, Missouri, of course. Uh, wonderful people. Shelly gave me all the surplus, well-done blueberry pancakes I could eat at her Route 66 cafe for basically free. I think you mean burnt pancakes that she had to throw out. But, Dario, we're going to need the full thing, the, the long story. All right, all right. Uh, you know, I'm going to say it was around Bourbon, Missouri when I heard the screeching sounds from my rims against the road and uh, and I saw my brand new tires I had spent over $40 on, by the Again, way. Again, not new. Whatever. Uh, but I saw one of my tires rolling in front of me in a blaze of fire. I, I lost control of the car and swerved into the forest. Uh, at this point, my entire car was in flames, so I just grabbed my most essential possessions, my laptop for making videos, my signed Jeff Blake trading card, and uh, uh, my passenger, so. Mm, we're talking about your teddy bear, Francie. Uh, yeah, it was a teddy bear, that, that's true, okay. Anyway, uh, I wanted to get a ride home, but uh, I was just too busy producing videos during the season. Uh, you know, I lived on leftovers that the wolves would uh, leave me, and, and I used a device made of stones and berry juice to recharge my laptop, and, uh, you know, watching MacGyver really paid off, I'll say that. And then when the off-season came around, I decided I would try to walk to the nearest town. That's uh, when I met Shelly, and she took me in. To be honest, trying to survive on the pancakes was the most difficult part. Yeah, I, I know. I know you like your animal flesh. Yeah, well, I mean, uh, I'm a carnivore, so... I think you mean omnivore, man. No, no, no I know what I said. Anyway, uh, let's get back to our topic about the Bengals. Yes, let's. Now, can I just address the elephant in the room? I'm uh, talking about A.J. McCarron, oh McCracken, no. Mr. McKay, the man with the magic, Brady the sequel. You've got to be kidding me, Hoji. Daddy, the last time that man touched the ball, we were winning a playoff game from way behind. He did his part. Enough said. And, and Marvin Lewis, you know, had a few offers for him. But you know what he did? He turned them down. He turned them down faster than an old man gets on a bus. He knows he's great. He knows. He knows that McKerrin is the future of this team. All right, let, let's take a call. Uh, this is from Tillman Treehorn. He's in Charlotte, North Carolina. Hi, Tillman. Uh, go ahead. First off, thanks for taking my call, Daddy Yo and Haji. Thank you for being a, a loyal listener. Now, I agree with Daddy-O. The team will be more disciplined this year. After last year, the heartbreaking loss, I think everybody has their minds right going into OTAs, even rookie OTAs, and then on to training camp. And I just think there's a different level of discipline. They know they were close. We pretty much beat Pittsburgh. I mean, we had it in our hands and it slipped away. Thanks, Jeremy Hill. But I digress. And, uh, yeah, A.J. McCarron... A.J. McCarron, Haji, is not seeing the field this year. Hopefully exactly. Dalton can stay healthy and even have a better year than last year. I agree. I think he will. But you guys are missing the bigger picture. We're definitely, definitely, definitely going to be better. But to turn that page, to, to get over that hump, we need three things. We need to let Marvin go because 0-7 is not what's going to win us a Super Bowl. It's just not. I think Paulie G can take over. He took over for Zim without missing a beat. He's smart. He's always in the room. He connects with the players. I would like that. Number two, we need to play our first round and second round rookies faster because sitting on a bench, I feel that learning the playbook, but just developing and learning on the field like what the Raiders did with Charles 
Woodson, their first round pick. They just threw him out there and he got better. Now they replaced Charles Woodson, but I'm saying, I think they learned better on the field. And three, we need to start going after free agents, not the big names like the Olivier Vernons and the Janoris Jenkinses. We don't need those. We need the second tier, the ones that's going to come in and make an impact. This year it would have been great to get a second tier free agent like a receiver or something that was out there. Just somebody didn't come in and make an impact. And every time we sign free agents, they come in and do good with us in our culture. So I think that would be a great thing to do. And that's how I think we can turn the corner and get this Super Bowl ring we've been wanting for a long, long time. Okay, Tillman, uh, thanks for your input. Again, thank you for taking my call, guys. I appreciate it. Who day? Yeah, I can't believe I forgot about topic. my favorite topic, which is firing Marvin Lewis. I mean... You know, that guy has been given more chances than a kid gets at, at the piñata at his birthday party. And you know how I feel about piñatas, which is, you know, I mean, it's basically hate speech against animals. Yeah, again with the Marvin Lewis talk, right? I mean, it's like when everybody said we should have promoted Zimmer, you know, if our problem is winning big games, winning in the playoffs, well, then guess what? Zimmer's defenses didn't deliver when he was here either, so... As I mentioned before, let's look at uh, Mike Zimmer's tenure as defensive coordinator, okay? Uh, the Bengals gave up 31 points to TJ Yates and the Texans in that 2012 playoff game. Then, in 2013 against Houston, Arian Foster had like 140 yards rushing, right? Then against the Chargers in Zimmer's final year, they gave up 27 points, 196 yards, and two touchdowns rushing to guys like Ronnie Brown and Danny Woodhead. Uh, now, what about Paul Gunther, right? Great defensive coordinator. He is. I'm not saying he's not. But look, 26 points and almost 400 yards passing to Andrew Luck in the Colts two years ago. And then against the Steelers in the reigning game last year, they gave up 18 points and 167 yards on the ground, even though Pittsburgh, you know, their top two running backs were out with injuries. Right. Exactly, man. So this is what I'm saying. I'm saying get rid of everyone. The whole coaching staff. Just take the the, 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 the tree from its roots. And, and and you know what? Bring in new people. Bring in someone who, who, who like, bring? bring back Sam White. Oh, Why not try that, man? He did all great right. the last time. All right, all right. When we talked about doing this episode, we said it was going to be about uh, tweaks. The Bengals need to make tweaks. Okay, not, you know... And you agreed to that. That I did. And speaking of agreed, that brings me to today's... Hojascope. The Bengals' beloved running back Giovanni Bernard just signed a three-year deal for $15.5 million that would keep him in Cincinnati through the 2019 season. It is a smart move by, by Katie Blackburn and company because, as I have made very clear, I have lost all hope in Jacob. And it's only appropriate that the Geo extension and the Daddy-O comeback happened at the same time because Geo Daddy-O is a lot like you. He is. He's a cute little bugger who, who loves Cincinnati and he's really cheap. Uh, we all know he, he drives his mother-in-law's minivan instead of buying a car. But look, this actually brings me to one of the most important pressing issues of the time in which we live. Yes, I'm talking about Shia LaBeouf. You might remember Shia LaBeouf from uh, such Hollywood hits as um, Transformers, uh, Transformers 2, and some, some, some other stuff. Uh, then, you know, it happens. The love washed up, the luck done ran out, and the pepper of the season just wasn't as spicy as it uh, used to be. People got sick of the guy, in plain English. He, he wasn't hired to make movies, so what? He became desperate. And look, 
I got nothing against the guy. Shia, if you're listening, and, and I'm sure you are, I won't forget how kind you were to me after the American Music Awards outside the, the Microsoft Theater. My hands were full, and you might remember you, you opened my car door. I, I will not forget it. But there is a lesson here. Shia got desperate. He wore a bag over his head at the Berlin uh, Film Festival saying, I'm not famous anymore. He wallowed in it. He drove his car into his, his neighbor's car because he got tired of waiting for him to move. He, he, he drove drunk. And then when they discovered he had he plagiarized uh, one of his movies, he did this skywriting thing that was all snarky. It was like, stop creating. Then he did this thing in LA at a... Uh, at an art studio there, where he wore a tux and, an, and another bag over his head, and, and you got to stand in line and watch him cry. It was really sad. I actually went, and, and I'll tell you what I told Shia, okay, because it applies to all three of you. I'm talking to you, Shia, I'm talking to you, Gio, and I'm talking to you, Dadio. So listen to me. Gio, listen to me. Dadio, listen to me. It is not about you. It's about what you do. You gotta, you gotta, Put in the, the, the hours, you got to be great all the time. People don't care about you, they care about your performance. Daddy, I'm sorry man, but if you disappear on us again, and you tell us a story about the woods and pancakes, honestly, I'm not going to hire a team of investigators to find you, I'm just not. You got to be like me, you got to put in the hours, you got to get over yourself, and you just got to be awesome all the time, and, and non-stop, okay, it's not easy. Yeah. Yeah, you're right, Hoji. I mean, I'm, I'm going to have to, you know, I mean, you're, you are a role model in that regard. So, uh, you know, thank you, uh, listeners, uh, for uh, staying with us uh, through that very long uh, hojoscope. And uh, we'll see you next time. And uh, sorry if I spit when I speak. Sorry if I spit when I speak was brought to you by Sexy Beast Dog Perfume. Because you never know when that special someone will want to sniff your butt. And don't forget to like Daddy-O and Haji's channel at facebook.com backslash DHSportsTV. There's a new